everybody, and welcome to Stark Raven Mad, a Game of Thrones podcast. I'm the host, Mike Marbach, and I'm here joined by two other uh, brothers, two other gentlemen. Uh, we are ladyless for this particular Second Thoughts podcast. Uh, if you could introduce yourself, uh, I guess starting with this this fellow right here. He's pointing at me, <laughs> Kevin Pettit. And uh, I'm R.J. Payne. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining joining us, David, uh, who typically does uh, all these podcasts, has a has business in New York City. Oh, oh and man. then Canada. Uh, yeah, he'll be up in Canada with the the future in Edmonton mm-hmm. for uh, the uh, Improvaganza, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, festival up there. Uh, the future is doing a couple shows, Excellent. which is pretty great. So check them out if you are in the Edmonton, Canada uh, area. And check, I guess, our site, this post, for, for those dates. We'll make sure those are posted. Cool. Uh, and where can you check those? You can check those on watercooler.com slash podcast. That's our new home. New home on the Internet. Uh, and we have all our podcasts there. Uh, we have the different articles that uh, some of us are writing on Game of Thrones. I wrote one about... Uh, are we uh, are we being primed for the uh, the arrival of Lady Stoneheart? Uh, which uh, at this point doesn't seem that we are, but we'll talk about uh, her in in slight detail um, as we as we go through the rest of this. Uh, we do have a contest going right now. If you go to iTunes and rate and review the podcast, you can get and this is it's been called lazy. Uh, I think it's I think it's pretty pretty great. Uh, you can go to Amazon.com and choose any Game of, Thrones, Game of Thrones related item, $25 or less, and you can uh, shoot me that link if you are the, the winner, because we're going to choose a winner from the uh, from the reviews. The $25 uh, has to include shipping and handling. Shipping and handling. Right. Uh, yeah, so, but I do, I am an Amazon Prime member. Right. So, so if it's Prime, you can go up to the full 25 <laughs> right? Uh, in most cases. Yeah. Uh, or... You can get up to three original pieces of fan fiction. Up to three? Up to three, written by, uh, because we don't know who, we, we haven't specifically asked anybody. Uh, we talk, I'll write one. <laughs> there you go. Uh, at, at least three, I think, now. Uh, pieces of fan fiction on Game of Thrones. Uh, oh, wow. Caitlin's will not have conflict, we know that much. <laughs> uh, and Whitney will draw some things, uh, but the people will have poorly drawn hands, apparently. Just bread. Just bread and hands. <laughs> Just bread and <laughs> hands, yeah. Uh, all right, uh, so that's uh, iTunes rate and review, uh, Stark Raven Mad Game of Thrones podcast, and you can always tweet at us uh, at SRM Podcast. We'll be doing a uh, a check in a little bit later on. Uh, for now, you two, uh, RJ and Kevin, were not on the First Impressions podcast, uh, so let's hear your first impressions of Episode Eight. No one. Yeah, I uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. Um... I do feel we got gypped a little bit by not seeing two major uh, character deaths um, of characters we've kind of been connected to and, you know, building our relationships with. But they more than made up to it, in my mind, with some really powerful scenes, specifically with Jamie, the whole Jamie and Bran situation in Riveron. Yeah. Kevin? Um, I feel like the farther we get into new territory without uh, book knowledge for me, uh, I feel like the show's getting watered down a little bit, or watered down, uh-huh. if you're yeah. from the Philadelphia, New Jersey area, uh, only because we get some fill-ins with stuff that you're kind of like, why am I watching this? And there's so much other stuff going on that 
like I want to know about. So it's been a complaint of mine since the get-go, but I think we're seeing it here now more than ever because the source is maybe they don't have you know the material to work from. My opinion. Yeah, uh, I can see both both points there. That was one of my major issues with episode eight was the off-screen stuff. Uh, I mean, Blackfish was gone for the better part of four years or three years, yeah. uh, and he doesn't even get an on-screen death. Yeah. And it's not even a death where you're questioning, like, I don't think he's dead. Yeah. It's like, oh, he's dead, and we're, we just didn't see it. He really embarrassed himself in that fight. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Although fr- he did call that he would embarrass himself. Yeah, he, he, did, he, did, he did say so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he's dead. We didn't see his face thrown up anywhere like we saw the wave face. Right. Um, and by the way, is it me or did the wave face look more like Sansa than, well, than the wave? I thought it was intentionally confusing to look like Arya. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Because it looks a lot like Arya's face yeah. I, yeah. At, at first. So I was like, what? I think it's like purposefully generic. I don't know. I, yeah. It could be a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, it's... It's made to be like it looks like anybody that you want. Yeah. Uh, some people saw Santa Claus. <laughs> um, I saw Santa Claus. Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, so let's go into the uh, the actual second thoughts now. Uh, we're going to start with with Marine. Quick synopsis. Uh, it's open mic night at the Pyramid. Jesus. Uh, and the masters arrive. Don't like the jokes. Uh, so they uh, launch an assault. More or less what happened. Uh, what are your thoughts? This was the last scene of the show or the second to last scene? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know why, um, why we have to sit through it. I don't know why I have to sit through it, honestly. Um, I'd rather just have... Uh, two minutes of Daenerys silently riding her dragon. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that would be more entertaining than than poor Peter Dinklage carrying the Marine storyline on his shoulders. Yeah. So, someone on Twitter said Khaleesi is just using the dragons for Uber at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just riding yeah. around. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I kind of agree. I gotta think that during a siege, it's surge pricing. Yeah. <laughs> Mm. Anytime fire comes out, it's, yeah. it's surge. I agree. It's like Surge pricing, I guess. I did like when Grey Worm uh, kind of stood up to Tyrion and said, uh, you're trying to tell me do, to do with this army, but you don't know what to do. That was kind of cool because he's always been very submissive yeah. as a slave. Yeah. But yeah, other than that. Yeah, I did like uh, Yeah, I did like the fact that he was like, I'm the soldier. Yeah. I'll tell us what to do with the army. Yeah. Uh, just also, I think that came right after he had a few sips. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, <laughs> he, he got yeah. that, that, that wine. Wine authority. muscles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is Grey Worm's first wine. Yeah. <laughs> it feels funny. Um, that's what uh, Sandy said too, right? Uh, she said she it made her feel funny. That's, yeah. That's how you know it's working. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was also the the parting. Uh, Varys, Varys is off. Mm. Right. So what are your thoughts Bye. on where he's going? I think next episode, it's going to open up with him in Westeros. <laughs> yeah, at the wall. Yeah. The Westerosi hyperloop, uh, hyperrail, is, uh, is pretty quick these days. Yeah. So he's uh, going to try to drum up support in Westeros, which, okay, who... Over there, is he going to be dragged? I mean, the only place he, he... He shouldn't go to King's Landing. King's Landing. No. That would be a mistake. No, right? he's tied to 
the disappearance of Tyrion. I can at see this point. Dorne, yeah. or maybe he bumps into the Iron Islanders one set or the other. That would be that would be a safe bet since he's you know faring by sea. Uh, he did get out just in time before the Masters came, as he tends to. Yeah. Maybe he had a little bird telling him about that shit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see him in Dorne, and I wouldn't be surprised to see him leading the cavalry with the Island Islanders, maybe. Mm-hmm. Be like, psych, I'm going back. But most likely we'll see him in Westeros again. Yeah. And my money's on Dorne. Because got to weave that shitty thread into the story again. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> uh, Sans, I'm, I'm just, I'm very happy actually that we haven't seen this. We haven't, since. we haven't seen them since the first episode. I think it makes pretty good sense for Varys to be headed to Dorne uh, because he needs enemies of the king, enemies of the Lannisters, um, and it doesn't get more. Uh, uh, the, the, what am I trying to say? It doesn't get more uh, tension filled. They know likey. Yeah, they know. Right. That's those are the, the the great English words I was looking for. Uh, they know likey. Um, so the Sand Snakes, uh, Alaria over there, uh, forming some sort of alliance, uh, and she arrives. Uh, the the Ironborn arrive. They hop on hop on board those ships and enter Westeros through through Dorne. Yeah, Dorne makes sense. The only thing that kind of gives me question is he specifically said we need ships. They don't really have a bunch of ships over in Dorne. Um, so that's maybe why the uh, hooking up with Thea, uh, Theon and Yara yeah. make more sense, because they got a whole fleet. And yeah. maybe he got word that they're over in Volantis uh, is, was carousing. That con- was that confirmed that they were in Volantis? I think so. I yeah. believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Everything I'm reading is saying. But I think what's probably going to happen is they're going to arrive as this siege is taking place uh, and help. It's either going to be Euron and his uh, right. quick, quickly built fleet. Uh, <laughs> of a thousand ships. <laughs> of a thousand ships. Uh, or it's going to be Yara and, and Theon and, right. and their, their, uh, their fleet who arrive to help put out the, the, the fight. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Uh, and it's it's very easy to convince. Like I mean, th- that would be such a great moment too uh, if they just start firing on the the masters because they see marines under attack and they know they're there to save uh, or to, to kind of court Danny. Uh, after the fight, you know, just like smoke, flame, and then c- coming through the flames, Theon. I'm Theon Greyjoy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's going to be Yara, and she like <laughs> yeah. just like. <laughs> Grabs Danny by the butt and like pulls her close to her like you're a pretty one. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I think either are quite plausible. <laughs> there is an outside shot that he goes to King's Landing. Um, to and I don't know if the writers would do this at this point to introduce the whole Aegon uh, Targaryen still being alive storyline. This is a book storyline, so mm-hmm. if I butcher it, you let me know. But basically, it goes that Varys uh, Varys kept Aegon alive uh, way back in the day and has been like protecting him. Aegon uh, being the babe that was uh, potentially had his head smushed against the wall by Sir Gregor Clegane. Yes, yes, that's yeah, the story when the two children were laid at the feet of. Um, Robert Baratheon by Tywin Lannister. He had Gregor Clegane kill the children of Ilya of Dorne, Oberon's uh, sister, 
and that's why he was he had a little bit of a grudge against the mountain. Right. Um, so Aegon in the book is still alive, potentially alive. Potentially, it could be yeah. an imposter, but who right. really cares? Right? Yeah. <laughs> that's. I think that would be. There's so much going on. I think that would be a little much. But that is a, a book plot line that. At this point, I'd rather see Gendry come back. <laughs> uh, I'm going to cut that uh, only sure. because there's nothing in the, the show right now okay. that would kind of uh, hint uh, at that. Sure. Uh, so it's more just a, a potential spoiler uh, if it ends up coming. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, one other possibility is that he, he must have heard about – he knows everything. So he likely has or will hear about Jon Snow being resurrected. Uh, and we've, he's seen that the, the Red Priestesses uh, know a lot. Uh, that was a really powerful uh, moment for him just a, a few episodes ago uh, with, um, I can't remember her name, uh, but one of the Red Priestesses. Uh, so if he sees or hears that one of them uh, not just knows things, but brought back a Stark, brought back um, John. Uh, could he then work to, yeah, maybe in the next episode or by episode ten, shoot up to the wall mm-hmm. and uh, be like, "You need, you need an army to help take out, you know, this or that." Uh, let's let's work work something out. Well, it still hasn't reached Essos. It doesn't sound like it's reached Essos that there is this army of the dead. Mm-hmm. So. And, or did did the Red Priestess hint to that? Did she hint to the real war at all? I don't think her? so. We heard a little bit from the, the Brotherhood, but that's really the first that we've heard anybody in the Seven Kingdoms outside of the Wall right. uh, even chat about it. Right. So that's, you know, that's interesting. It, it tells us that Varys' information is somewhat limited. Um, they, they really made no mention of the North... Um, well, he would have to have little birds on the wall, I guess. Uh, so, and and his little birds are all kids, from what we, you know, a lot of a lot of children, from what we know, and uh-huh. they're just hearing things that other people are talking about. So, if no one's talking about the uh, the coming White Walkers, mm-hmm. then that, yeah. So, it's definitely there's definitely seems to be a little bit of a limit to what he uh, mm-hmm. can pull in. Mm-hmm. It also it also begs the question: is what is his, you know, his ultimate game? that he's told us is to bring peace to the land, right? And it seems like any means necessary is okay by him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he was loyal to the, you know, finger quotes, loyal to the Lannisters while they were reigning. Yeah. Um, and then it's all within Tyrion, you know, a, a good leader. And so he said, I need to save this person. Mm-hmm. Now, what will he see in Daenerys? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, with him going to Westeros, uh, and I was talking about this with somebody else, um, it he's as soon as he hears of John and these White Walkers, I got to think that all his focus, all his mental energy is just going to be like, you know what? Just like Melisandre was, uh, hey, you know, fuck this War of Five Kings. Uh, the real war is, is to the north. Uh-huh. Uh, so if his goal is peace in the realm, uh, then he... He try and unite Danny and and John. Is it correct? He never met Daenerys, right? He showed up after Daenerys bounced off of Drogon. We and don't Tyrion necessarily. Was like, I'm here, and then he's like, "Hey, guess what? I'm right behind you." Uh, well, 
he may have been there the whole time. Right, but we he'd never met Daenerys. Not in a scene that we've seen. Right. So that's that might be interesting too, because he's also leaving right before she gets yeah. back. Yeah. So hmm. Just an interesting thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, any other thoughts on on the marine plot? Nope. I'm excited to see I, I think the next episode's gonna have the gonna have two big battles. I think we're gonna see the Bastard Bowl and I think we're gonna see the Battle for Marine. Yeah. And I'm excited because Daenerys has a whole Kalasar, mm-hmm. the whole damn kit and caboodle. At least on the way. I don't think they arrived. I don't think they also got a Drogon right. Uber. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, we might see some of the other cities sending land troops, right? Yeah. We might see some uh, some of the uh, the free company, some of the free companies of the, you know, like the, the mercenaries that mm-hmm. are for hire. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be con- it's gonna be an interesting interesting battle. Uh, now, what's the why are they attacking? They sensed weakness, I assume. Yeah, because they're like Daenerys because she hasn't there, been around, right? So why would they? Why would she send us to meet him? She's yeah. always like a blood and fire kind of person. Mm-hmm. Figured she'd scare us, and this negotiation, I think they took as a sign of weakness. Okay, which it was. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, all right, moving on to the Riverlands, uh, particularly the Hound story. Uh, Hounds on a Rampage uh, meets the Brotherhood. Uh, we see that the three guys from before were offshoot. They're kind of like the bad Brotherhood, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we'll, we'll talk about the, the Stoneheart factor. Uh, and if you're listening to this and you hear us talk about uh, Lady Stoneheart, uh, we're going to speak about it in uh, pretty vague terms. Uh, so keep it vague. Do not Google Lady Stoneheart. It will be we will limit the conversation, um, but just don't Google it because uh, it is a uh, it's relevant, but it's not it, it's a spoiler from the book. Right. Potential still at this point, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so what do you got? Yeah, so I mean, the Hound is a, it's 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 kind of fun to watch him at this point. Like he's yeah. he's getting his, you know. He's he's he was conflicted there for a while, but now he's he's getting some some birds in his ears. Not those kind of birds, but uh, other kind of birds saying, "Hey, dude, you're you are what you are. You're a killer. Um, yeah. Embrace it, yeah. so to speak." Uh, yeah, they're talking about his true nature, right? Uh, and also talking about again. This higher purpose that he, that the uh, Lord of Light, I guess, has for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love that line too, where he's like, uh, "That's why the Lord of Light gave you the power to defeat me. I defeated you because you know you're like a yeah. piece of shit. Yeah. I'm better than I, you. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, be- I'm better than you. I was better um, than you, and I'm better than you now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which I thought was pretty great. Uh, yeah, um, it's <laughs> it got a little bit of like cliche. At certain points, like, is that how you're gonna die? Yeah. And then it was like, Are those your last words? And I was like, I didn't need that. Didn't need that at all. Um, but I do like, <laughs> I just like the way he strolled in, like, you better, you better not point that fucking arrow at me. Yeah, girl. Yeah. <laughs> and he walked towards it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, this guy does not care. Yeah. He's, yeah. I love that about him. Mm-hmm. And then, and then they're haggling over. <laughs> How many he gets to kill, and how he gets to kill them. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, you guys are jerks. But then you get to see, like, what's my favorite part of this is 
the way that they look at him when they see him like trying on these boots. You know, he's like, okay, this guy is you know, climbing back up from bottom. And then he's like, you got anything to eat? Yeah. So he, yeah. it shows him in a place of vulnerability that I don't think he's, you know, except for the time when he was dying on the side of that cliff, he's ever, well, and when he like had like tears for Sansa. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't really get to see the Hound vulnerable. Yeah. And this is, I think, part of his new em- emerging personality is that, you know, he's listening to what they're saying. He's, yes. you know, asking for things instead of trying to kill people and just take them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm excited. Like, I, hey, if this is the storyline that you're going to bring back, awesome. Yeah, let's do it. We do have, I wasn't expecting to see uh, the, the Brotherhood intact with, um, the Lightning Lord. Yeah. I was expecting them to be under new leadership. I think many uh, many people who've read at least up to Storm of Swords uh, were expecting to not see yeah. Beric Dundarian. Uh, so the fact that he is there could very likely um, squash the feeling that we are going to see uh, Lady Stoneheart. And again... Uh, we're going to talk briefly about this, uh, but we're, gonna, we're not really going to spoil anything, so just don't Google Lady Stoneheart. Um, this whole scene felt as if it was designed to fuck with people that wanted that. Yes. Yes. These last two weeks, even. Uh, so to, to not see this person um, doesn't, doesn't seem coincidental. Yep. Uh, I'm not ready to rule it out, though, um, 100%, mainly because of the interaction we had with, how are we going to kill these guys? Are we going to butcher them or are we going to hang them? There's some implications with, you know, ultimately what they chose in hanging there um, Mm -hmm. with this character as well. So not ready to rule it out, but, yeah, we certainly uh, not not looking the best. Unless they're playing a a longer longer game, because I think that the possibility still exists. The long con? Yeah. Well, uh, for the way the third book ends is the introduction of this character. So I wouldn't be surprised if the way the season ends yeah. is right. the introduction of this character. That would be the old, like, yeah. Uh, especially because uh, we are in the Riverlands where uh, all of this stuff happens. Um, so, and we had, and we'll talk about it in a moment, um, uh Brienne there, Jamie there, Blackfish there. There's a whole lot going on in the Riverlands. Uh, and the way – and this particular episode didn't have any payoff really for that. So to me, uh, and now it's just like Lady Stoneheart truth or shit, uh, leaves the door open for an episode 10 uh, big payoff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. because I agree. Because uh, uh, Brienne could very easily be captured uh, by anybody. Yeah, uh, and how far are you along the books, Mike? I've only start. I've only just started four. Oh, okay. I'm a couple chapters into four. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we can leave it uh, unless either of you have any other thoughts. Uh, I think the potential is still there for an episode 10 appearance because of the way this particular storyline kind of didn't build to anything just yet. Real quick, shout out to 
Thoros wearing the man bun. <laughs> yeah. Pretty sweet man bun. As yeah. someone who wears the man bun, um, uh, I was digging it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I'm, I'm really excited to see, like, the Arya Hound's buddy cop storyline was great. Yeah. And now it's like, now I think we're going to get to see the Hound making a, making a firm choice about who he is. Mm-hmm. After, you know... It, on his quest for redemption. So I'm I'm super excited for that. So where do you think his quest now takes him? Well, I, I think I see him at a certain point being like, fuck you, brotherhoods, brothers, brotherhood without banner. I got my own shit I got to do. Mm-hmm. And doing, a, doing an Arya. I know. Well, Arya is apparently coming back to Westeros, so maybe they're... Yeah, maybe probably they next a, episode. A re- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She'll be right behind him. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just, Hello, old friend. I gotta say, what's his most pressing thing right now? Like, who has he wronged the most? And or who does he have the biggest vendetta against? Is he going to go on an, an apology tour? <laughs> yeah, he's going to go through the 12 steps. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I I don't know. Like, who has... Yeah, is he either going to go after revenge or he's going to go after, like, amends? So, I'm not sure. Like, who do you guys who do you guys see on his list, like... Who's on his apology list and who's on his kill list? Certainly Gregor, but he probably had gotten news that his brother died. And uh, I don't know. He could have, but he also could have gotten news that his brother was reanimated into a, a huge beast. Right. And that's a weird difference, I think, between show and book is like the book's just like, oh, look, we found this new guy, Robert Strong, and he's going to be a part of the Kingsguard. Mm-hmm. And in the show, I think they've... They started that way, and then they just dropped all pretense. Like, well, you know, yeah. you, you have the mountain. They called him Sir Gregory, yeah. Um, yeah, so I think that could very well be uh, a moment in episode uh, 9 or, or 10. The uh, game bowl. Uh, not even necessarily getting to it so much as just building toward it. Um, because right now we know, and we'll, we'll get to um, uh, more of that when we talk about the King's Landing story, but right now, this episode put some major fan theories in, like, out the window. Um, at least in the immediate uh, things. Lady Stoneheart seems to have been thrown out. Right. Although, again, still the potential there. Clegane Bowl. Yep. Uh, tri- trial by combat. Guess what? <laughs> nope. Yep. Not going to happen. Uh, that's out the window. Um, so... These are two of the most popular fan theories from the books, but also from from the show and how they were going to build. And this episode kind of just was like, no. Yeah. How about no? How about, uh-uh. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, I could, I could see him, uh, as we talked about on the first impressions, I think Caitlin mentioned that it would be cool to see those two meet on their own field of battle. Yeah, yeah I just had an image, too, of like... What what is it from uh, Into the Woods? The Huntsman is that mm-hmm. the guy who carries around the axe? Yeah, like I think he's kind of uh, taken that role in a, in, a, in a little bit of a way. Mm-hmm. And I just had this vision of him like walking up to King's Landing while King's Landing is like on fire, and him passing through the fire as part of part of his character arc redemption. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's move over to. We talked very briefly about it. Uh, Brienne uh, shows up. 
She tries to treat with uh, work at negotiate a deal between the Lannister Freys and the uh, the Tullys. Fails at it, um, and uh, Edmure gives in after uh, a chat with uh, Jamie, who says that he's going to take his son and catapult him uh, over the right right into what a specific thread. Yes, mm, I'm going to get a catalog. I'm going to pull it back. Yeah. And uh, he 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 goes into River Run after one of the dumb uh, uh, knights there lets him in. Blackfish is like, why do you think? What, who, they've had him captured for the last yeah. three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, why do you think that they would now allow him to just waltz right in? You fucking idiot! Yeah. <laughs> um, and sure enough. No sooner does he uh, wa- step in than he's like, hey, uh, open that door back up. <laughs> yeah. I got some friends. Yeah. Edmure's always been kind of a douche. Yeah. Um, he's just more concerned with personal glory and himself than, you know, what are the, the words of House Telly? Honor. Family, duty, fam- honor. Family, duty, yeah. honor. And he's really not about many of those, like... If he is, it's on a superficial level. No, I mean, like, all three, just in that moment, he said, nope. I mean, you could argue he's saying he's doing it for his son, uh, but... His own family, his own duty to his family, and his... uh, Well, I guess honor isn't either entered into any of those. Um, But, no, Edmure, come on. Uh, And the look on their faces was so disappointed in him. Like, they didn't expect it. Just listen to Blackfish. Yeah. Yeah. He knew. He knew what was Uh, happening. And the the other thing was, why not just go, Blackfish? Why not just get on the boat? Yeah. I would love to see him head up to the wall uh, and and fight with, with Sansa, fight some White Walkers. They couldn't retain whatever that actor's name was. There's still, yeah, yeah, there's something so weird about that scene. It's almost like he either pissed a writer off or he had other commitments. Honestly, there's just not enough screen time. I mean, he's great. I love him as a character. But, you know, when a push comes to shove, we need to see things moving. Yeah. You know, we're wasting time with... Braun and Pod jerking each other off. <laughs> Whereas, Although that like, was a great scene. Yeah, I love that scene. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're the one with the magic cock. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that joke we made back in episode yeah. four, season two? <laughs> uh, Didn't need to happen then. Doesn't need to happen now, guys. Still enjoy it. <laughs> um, anything with Braun's always going to be fun. Yeah. yeah he, the actor is fantastic. The character, I'm so glad that we get, you know, we don't really get much of him in the book. And... The choices that there, there are choices that the show writers are making that I am loving, and there are choices they're making that I'm like, well, I wish, I wish, uh, I wish, I wish I didn't squish that fish. <laughs> uh, yeah. So as far as the blackfish goes, uh, off-screen death, pretty bogus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty bogus. Um, we were joking on the, the first podcast. You can go back and listen to that if you haven't already. Um, just that they did film it. But he was hamming up his death scene so much. Overacting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm dying. dying still. Uh, There's blood oh. coming out. Okay, uh, actor that we call Blackfish. Uh, just maybe, maybe yeah. a little less. I just wanted to give you a range. <laughs> yeah. I am fortune's fool. <laughs> okay, that's Shakespeare now. Also, Blackfish. talk about a who's on first routine with that scene. Uh, I can't let him in, my lord, my lord. <laughs> yeah, my lord. <laughs> Lord, my lord, he's my lord. But he's you're my lord, my lord. My, technically, my lord now too. But he's also my lord. Yeah, he he gave a direct order. 
a direct order with a knife to his throat is not a direct order. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's just all kind of bogus. So what happens here? Jamie has secured River Run, so he's probably going to head back to King's Landing, right? Yep. Um, whether or not he gets there, maybe he gets picked up uh, by by the Brotherhood. Yeah, I mean, I my theory on Jamie is going to ducktail into our King's Landing, but yeah, I think I, mean, I think he's heading into um, King's Landing. I think we saw with Jamie here uh, a sense of words not matching his actions. Mm-hmm. Like, so he's saying like all I all I love is my sister. Yeah, I love is Cersei, but then he's clearly has a connection with Brienne. So you know, maybe if he do, if he knows it consciously or unconsciously, it's there. Um, so uh, you know, I think he might uh, have a, a deeper connection than he thinks with uh, potentially uh, his son, Tommen. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well. Uh, all right. Uh, any any other thoughts, Kevin? Well, on where you think what's going on with Jamie, where we're going to end up. I. Oof. I don't want to spoil much because the the character Jamie in the book and the character Jamie in the show now are very different people, and I don't see the show Jamie. Uh, maybe not. Maybe maybe not. Uh, I think there was a huge departure from the. I think, was it season four where he the the Cersei rape scene mm-hmm. where he rapes her in the in the sept. Um, yeah. But he's a very different person in the books than he is in the show right now. And I feel like that was a huge misstep by the show writers. Mm-hmm. Only because Jamie doesn't... He's not really on the path to redemption right now. Yeah. And the Jamie that we see in the book... Like, Brienne brings it out of him a little bit. Yeah. But in the book, we get to see that effect, you know, really... Like, you know, we get the internal monologue of Jamie in the books. And so... It's it's just a much more complex character. And him saying, like, I will kill every last Tully to be with Cersei, that's not really the same Jamie that we get in the books. So yeah. I don't we'll want to spoil uh, it for you. That's all right. We're, we're going to talk a little bit more about Jamie as we discuss the other uh, half, uh, which is Cersei. Uh, but for now, let's, uh, let's go to Bravos. Uh, Lady Crane, uh, mm-hmm. she took Arya's note. Which is great, uh, and improved improved on yeah, director's scene. director's dream right there. Yeah, uh, Arya got patched up. Uh, Lady Crane, she got Lady Crane killed. Uh, chase scene, off screen fight once again, off screen death. Yeah. Um, and uh, Jockin gives her a nice little half smile and a nod and sends her on her way. Yeah, like uh, like the kid walking off the football field after <laughs> winning the winning touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Well, there's some magic. There's some suspension of disbelief happening in this in this world. Uh, you can get stabbed in the stomach seven times, and then next day, you're, you're okay to run around. Yeah. Uh, like, why make it seem so bad? Why yeah. make it seem? Why not just you know one quick stab and right. headbutt? She's out of there. That would have been just as effective and led to this being more believable than stabbed four times yeah. uh, and with the twist. Yeah. Uh, and then she absolutely ripped those stitches. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Running yeah. around and jumping around. Yeah. And running and yeah. falling down yeah. all the stairs with the fruit. Yeah, but like it, intestinal bleeding doesn't just stop when you put a Band-Aid on it. Yeah. You know? it's okay. Like, yeah. It's I bad. mean, it's also a terrible place to try and do business. 
along those stairs. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. She's just like, fuck it, I'm just going to jump off of anything and everything. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, that, that works for me now. Yeah. Uh, now, last week, uh, me and, I think it was just me and David, we traded different theories as to what this was going to end up being. We had that it was Jaken, uh, Jaken, Jaken, uh, in disguise, mm-hmm. that it was, that the waif was just a figment of Arya's imagination. And it was a, it was a battle between, uh, her losing herself, uh, or, uh, her maintaining her identity as Arya Stark. Um, and then there was the, the theory that this just is what it is. And having seen it, I'm kind of disappointed yeah. that it is what, that it was what it was. That the waif was just the waif. That the waif was just the waif. Uh, that this whole storyline took as long as it did, um, and it was a chase scene. And we didn't even get the the, the fun slash payoff of seeing the actual battle. Mm-hmm. Um, what if what if she like cut the candle and it just kind of like fell over, but was still lit? <laughs> yeah. Just like, yeah. Oh, all yeah. right then. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and this is when I when I say we're getting a watered down version. It takes forever. Some of these storylines in the book take forever, but I think the payoff is worth it. And what we're getting here is like a very like I don't know like too key, like uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Quintessential or like uh, you know like she was the, no the likey wa- the way no likey <laughs> the waif was just evil to be evil and uh, like a one dimensional nemesis character and, yeah. and we knew like I knew without knowing Arya's fate in the books I knew she wasn't going to die here like it was just it's just bad storytelling which I think there is a little laziness it's a little laziness it's like but it's also the the issue of like we got to let other storylines catch up it's mm-hmm. a puzzle it's a puzzle I don't yeah. envy them for that but yeah this 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 whole we knew how this showdown was going to end up right. we knew from day one that the wave was like had it out for her for mm-hmm. no reason that we knew of like I'm the only little girl in this yeah. <laughs> temple of white and black yeah. there's only room for, only room for one assistant in this town <laughs> yeah so I don't know it's just like guys you know in the books they have Arya catches like secret meetings of other faceless men meeting with Jacques and Hagar and she like catches whispers but can't really like that's intriguing like ooh people are going out and doing shit in the world the way she leaves him now it's like we might never see him again yeah. and that would be okay like that's the end of that yeah. like these guys are professional assassins with magic face shifting abilities yeah they're, they could be anyone anywhere mm-hmm. like there's no way we should see the last of the faceless men but that yeah. is kind of like the storyline is like, like well Arya's arc is over here so she'll be going on and we'll never see you again and Jockin was such a great character when he was on pre-season 5. When we saw him, I guess it was season 2, maybe some of 3. I think it was 2. Mm-hmm. Um, such a great, cool character. Yeah. Uh, and then he comes into season 5, and he doesn't do anything. Waif does everything, and he's just there as supervising one, once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of bogus. Mm-hmm. Cutting out bodies. Cutting out, cutting out faces. Yeah. He's, he's like housekeeping, <laughs> as far as the House of Black and White goes. Yeah. It's like the roles are reversed. The waif is doing the real work, and Jockin's <laughs> yeah. doing the assistant work. Yeah, just a lot of other cool shit. I think that we could have explored in in Bravos that yeah. we didn't. That's all of that uh, stuff said. It, it was pretty great when she's like, "Okay, I'm done with this shit. Mm. I'm going home. 
with at least a few more skills and probably some stuff that I learned off screen. Yeah. So, <laughs> and did yes. you, did you, uh, I don't know if you saw this, but so she sent a tweet out, the actress, Macy Williams, right? Yeah. Her name. So she sends a tweet out at 1024 when none of this stuff has happened yet. All caps. <laughs> a girl is already stark of Winterfell and I'm going home. Hashtag bitches back. <laughs> Hashtag still Arya from the block. Oh shit! Hashtag she Team was Arya. In the wrong time zone, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and then somebody somebody replied and they're like, "Dude, come on!" And she's like, "Get off Twitter, bro!" Like she just doesn't Whoa. care. No remorse. Yeah. Get off Twitter, bro. Yeah. That's great. Oh, that Seriously though, uh, if you're like, come on, if you're so serious about any kind of spoilers, why are you, why are you on there? Oh, I had a very terrible uh, idea. Seinfeld episode one moment of you know like hi this is Kevin I haven't seen Game of Thrones yet don't tell me how it goes because <laughs> I didn't watch it until yesterday until Monday um, <laughs> so I was very nervous about are you talking about period. when he uh, hasn't seen the Mets or mm-hmm. the, yeah. the Mets game okay yeah yeah oh they really blew it oh I taped it back when people were taping things yeah. VCRs right. I haven't streamed it live yeah. <laughs> Netflix isn't invented uh, so do you think Arya is going to... We're going to see Arya in Westeros this season? No. No? I don't think we're going to see not her. Not at the rate things are moving? I don't think we're going to see her She's not going to jump into a, uh, a, a warp tunnel? <laughs> there's no reason. Like, there's no... Her... This, this arc is over. I, maybe in, like, a cut... Like, a montage of where everybody's at kind of thing. Like... Brands on his elbows, crawling through the snow, and Arya's on the ship again, right. and uh, you know, John's like flying a dragon over a wall. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Like, I don't see, I don't see any reason why we would see her again. A dragon that spits ice. <laughs> Great. Any other thoughts on the the Arya where she's going, mm. RJ? Uh, I agree with Kevin. I don't think we're going to see her again until next season because I think there's just so much else they have to wrap up in two mm-hmm. episodes. Uh, I will say, lastly on that scene, it was a very cool shot when uh, Lady Crane stepped up on the chair, and then you saw through her blouse the wave. That was like that's like horror movie type <laughs> yeah. shot of people coming in. That's, yeah. was, I was I jumped a little bit. That was neat for yeah. being a you know someone who can wear other people's faces. She tends to have like blank expressions on the, <laughs> on the face. Like the old <laughs> yeah. woman was just like wide eyed and gap mouth, and this like this other dude's like I can tell that you're. A creep and gonna kill this person whether you're the the waif or not. Did we know that part? Like, why is she just wearing faces for the hell of it now? Yeah, yeah. And then okay. she just ditched it like right away. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, I feel like you gotta put those faces back, waif. <laughs> you can't just it's leave just, a face on the ground. Yeah. Sloppy. It's sloppy. Yeah. Uh, and she was she was also pretty bad. She got so wrapped up in the the Arya vengeance that. Like the faceless men, when Jock and Hagar in, in season two was killing people, you didn't see shit. Yeah, uh, she's knocking people over, jumping down from from buildings, and, and there was jokes all over the internet um, about her being like the T one thousand. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, car explosions behind her, yeah. people, the death toll. She's killed more people chasing Arya probably than she has. Uh, uh, actually, just. You know where I'm, you know, end that yourself. Yeah. Uh, there's no comparison. No liking. Um, yeah. No liking. Use your imagination. All right. Uh, moving on then to King's Landing, uh, which will be a little bit more of a discussion because there's uh, one element of their, uh, element in there I want to discuss more. Uh, so the Sparrows are there to get Cersei. I choose violence. Mountain goes nuts. Finally. Fantastic moment. Yeah. So cool. Uh, so any thoughts on just that bit? Ooh, I, I, 
I mean, those guys could not back up <laughs> yeah. their yeah. trash talk. <laughs> like, yeah. I wanted to see them all try to kill him. Like, there's eight of us. Yeah. We can take him. And then, like, yeah. chops off three heads yeah. with one swipe. Yeah. Like, that's what we want to see. Yeah, I, I wanted to see a little bit more. I think we're going to see more in uh, episode nine or ten. Uh, I think we're going to see more Mountain Rampage. So here's an interesting um, thing is that he, as a Kingsguard, is sworn to Toman. So that uh, be- his his blood oath has was made to Cersei. Yeah, I think it's changed, right? Yeah, is that? I mean, I don't, I, I'm, I don't remember that detail of it. But if he's a member of the Kingsguard, he serves the king. Technically, like, yes. Toman could be like, no. Yeah, I'm going to send you somewhere else to do something he, else. He would, I think, he would kill Tommen if yeah. Tommen asked him to do anything. He may even still kill Tommen at this point. Yeah. Um, but when he was introduced, uh, Kyburn said he is sworn to you until all your enemies are dead. Yeah. Something like that, right? Yep. Sworn to protect the queen. Uh, all so our there was, there's something in his wiring, um, where the Kyburn programmed him oh. to Kyburn, disregard like, anything else. Whispered into a centipede and then <laughs> yeah. put it in his ear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he played a uh, cassette tape as the mountain was sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> Learn Spanish, except <laughs> protect yeah. your enemy. So the mountain is born to Cersei, and he speaks three different languages. Yeah, mm. bilingual mountain. But he can't speak until um, all her enemies are dead. <laughs> and his first words are going to be, Oh, wow! Yeah. <laughs> Fast. <laughs> um, cool. Uh, so she goes to the throne room uh, because she got word that uh, there's going to be an announcement that Tommen's going to have a, a little announcement. <laughs> well, can we go back? She was first summoned to the Red Keep or to the uh, to the, the Sarah, 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 except of yeah. Baylor. So, I mean, that could have been... What I'm imagining is, like, the high priest was going to be like, hey, I was going to offer you a way out, but uh, you killed my people. So, no. Um, I don't think that he was going to offer a way out. I think, uh, based on the quick discussion that they had had there, uh, that he was just going to take her back into custody. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I think that he's like, you know what? I've got the king wrapped around my finger now. Uh, let's get let's get Cersei back uh, back in the set, yeah. back in the cell. Especially after they showed their hand by trying to like bring an army into the city. Yeah. Uh, so you have that moment where the mountain literally rips a guy's head off, uh, sub zeroes him, spine intact. Yeah, spine intact. Um, uh, which I'm sure Kyburn has taken and we'll do some things with. Uh, we're just going to see a spine walking around yeah. next week. Like Mars Attacks, just a little head walking <laughs> yeah. around. Yeah. If you look closely um, in the, the episode where we see his laboratory, there's the skull of a predator in there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So he... Uh, what am I saying? Where were we? Um, uh, Tomen makes a royal decree. Oh, so there's the moment where... Uh, he rips a guy's head off, uh, and they are like, uh, they do that like, let's get yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then they're, um, we just see a, a poof of dust where they were, where they were, uh, and shaped like them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. shaped like them. Uh, so then they go right back and they're like, he, he sparrow dude, yeah. uh, there's no way we can win. 
Gonna need a bigger boat. <laughs> yeah, gonna need a bigger boat. Uh, so then, all of a sudden, the rules get changed, which, uh, first of all, not fair. Uh, just because you don't like your odds doesn't mean that you just get to change the rules. But he's he's got the the religion and he's got the the law, um, so he pretty much can do that. And he did do that. No trial by combat. So the at least as it is right now, the Clegane Bowl is off the table. Well, um, so my the deeper question for me is: Is the High Sparrow? Is he completely honest about his intents? Is he like completely this devout person, or does he have ulterior motives? Well, this leads into the larger discussion because uh, there was the moment where Kyburn whispered into Cersei's ear about the the rumors, uh, and and she says something along the lines of, "Are they true? Uh, oh yes, and so much more." So. Kevin, are you of the opinion that those rumors, those little birds' stories have something to do with the High Sparrow that can help Cersei? Well, and I, if so, honestly, what? I have not I have not put much thought into that. I, that was a kind of like a huh moment, and then it kind of slipped my mind, to be honest, until I listened to the podcast that you guys were talking about it. Um, you know, I, I I would imagine it has to be. You know, it's, it's Cersei's always making a play for power. So it's mm-hmm. you know, right now her enemies are the High Sparrow and the Faith Militant. Um, so it's got to be some kind of dirt on them. Or um, so before we go into to ors, let me. Ju- how about I I'll list off the the different possibilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sansa has dirt on the Sparrow. That can. Sansa? I'm sorry. Uh, Cersei has dirt on the Sparrow. Uh, and it's enough to kind of just make him uh, worthless. No, don't think that's... He, he doesn't... Yeah. I don't think that is my guess either. Has I mean, the, the different things uh, on Twitter were that he has abused people or children in his past, uh, that he has a son or a daughter... Uh, like different different possibilities, which I again, first of all, I don't even I don't think that's the case. That's not that's not where my money's at. I don't think it sticks to him, even if it's true. Even if yeah. it's true, because he's like, well, I've repented, and I'm uh, you know yeah. we have, we're all sinners, and mm-hmm. I'm you know yeah. Now, now I live a simple life. Yeah, I, yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, the most not pl- well, I don't even want to say plausible, but the most talked about theory is that it's something to do with wildfire. Yep. That there's wildfire throughout the the city, and this isn't news. This isn't news. We saw this. This isn't news to Cersei. Uh, if you can't tell, I'm already against this. Um, <laughs> this isn't news to Cersei. She helped make it in stockpiles in previous seasons. Uh, after, excuse me, after discovering it uh, through one of her, uh, it, may, it may have been Pycelle who kind of tipped her off to it. Somebody um, uh, tipped her off. Uh, and then that a lot of that was used in the Battle of Blackwater by Tyrion. Um, but there were supposed to be deposits of it all over the city. Yeah, from Mad King Aerys that right. are, were, some were still not found. Yeah, enough um, to burn the whole city. Right. Enough for sure. Now, 
that's that's one of the reasons why this is uh, holding some water for a lot of people um, because of the vision from Bran yep. showing the Mad King and burn them all, mm. uh, and uh, Jamie even saying something in this episode like uh, she would burn a city to the ground for her children. Yep. Now mm-hmm. that and Cersei at one point saying something similar. So there are a lot of signs pointing to this, but to me, it's I would be although it would be really cool visually i guess to watch uh and just see how mad she has gotten Mm -hmm. uh calling her the mad queen i think people were um i would i would still be kind of disappointed in that being what it is um although it could lead to uh she she just burns the sept and Tommen maybe dies along along with her, uh, along with Marjorie or whoever else might be might be in there, and all the sparrows. I think she's still. I think she's still. I think she thinks Tommen just needs to be back under her guidance. Like, yeah. I think she she is so like because if she doesn't have her, she doesn't have her son. She really is no longer relevant at that point, right? And right now, she doesn't really have her son, right? Mm-hmm. But that's why she's, that her only chance at again having any power in this world is to get him under her wing, under her counsel. RJ, what are your thoughts? So I think this show, especially if you're a person that likes to speculate, it's a constant battle between like, you know, how deep am I going to go with the conspiracy? Like last week, everybody was like the Arya situation, like, oh, it's a figment of our imagination. And then it's like, nope. It's just uh, what it is. Yeah. And there is the shadow of Serio Pharrell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. People put the two together, the curly yeah. hair, the shoulders. And the stalker. Did you see the one about her stalker, the guy that's been in various scenes without within Bravo saying, like, oh, this person's always around Aria. How about it's a small town kind of thing? And, <laughs> we only uh, have so many extras. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Um, so many costumes. I'm sorry, RJ, you were saying? So anyway, I mean, it's, it's always a constant battle between should I go down the conspiracy road or should I go with the simplest explanation? In this case, I'm going with the simple explanation. I do think it's going to be wildfire. I do think as a way to heighten it, um, potentially they could make it so that the, the city is actually rigged with wildfire. So they don't actually – it's not like they have to <laughs> – She just does like a dynamite Yeah, it's like a switch on a wall. She holds the, the old-timey dynamite handle and just like – yeah. <laughs> A trail Presses of it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Whole city. yeah. She twirls her mustache. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think other otherwise. Well, I mean, I, I think that's why they had that foreshadowed in Brand's vision is it was going to come back and come on, it's cool green liquid fire like mm, like yes. you said that looks great. Yeah, visually it's going to be amazing. Yeah, uh, and we did see in other visions. Uh, in other brand visions, and I think maybe even in a vision when Danny was in the um, the tower, the dead dead tower, House of the Dead. What is it called? Tower of Joy. No, no. the um, House, House of, of the, the Undying. Un- Undying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when she was in the House uh, of the Undying, uh, there was King's Landing burning. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was could have been foreshadowing the. Blackwater Bay. Uh, it could have been foreshadowing that. It could have been something from the far past. It, mm-hmm. We don't know exactly what, yeah. what, it, what it could have been. Um, yeah, the images that she sees in the books are very, like, she like sees the Red Wedding. She sees, like, a, a man with a wolf's head, you know, mm-hmm. and, bl- and, you know, all sorts of other stuff. Yeah. Uh, so it is the simplest explanation, which we've seen 
you know, in the case with Ari and some other things, is probably the case. But it's not going to stop me from going into a couple others. Okay. Well, Uh, I just want to say, before we move on, that I wouldn't mind if they burn the whole city down and everybody in that story. I'm like, I'm not, I wouldn't be upset. And then there's a big trail of gunpowder that leads to Dorne. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, all the marketing. I wouldn't Uh, really mind. Yeah. All right. Uh, So... She's found uh, – the, the, the other possibility is that Tyrion is found, uh, and she finds – this is another uh, theory that uh, I, I saw on Twitter that some people think that she has found that her brother is alive and that he is now kind of running the show in Marine. I don't think this is the case because I don't see how that benefits her because it's not like she's going to – he's going to answer her phone call and she's going to, hey, can I borrow your dragon? Can I just one dragon for the night? Mm. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't buy that. I think, I think also she's got bigger fish to fry. Like even yeah. if she did find that out, I mean, you got to save your own skin before you start going after your brother. Uh, the other possibility, uh, she and this ties into as two things together. She's found out about uh, Sansa that Sansa is alive, uh, that she is. Uh, in Winterfell, escaped from the Boltons, and that Littlefinger had a hand in all of that. Which leads into the other thing, the other possibility, is that Loras uh, has uh, spilled the beans, I guess, uh, or the little birds have gotten word that the Tyrells had something to do with the murder of King Joffrey. So, if they, if they have proof that that's the case, and they go to Tommen, that could turn him against Marjorie, and he's kind of seemingly in in this really right now, just because Marjorie Marjorie is. Wonder if she started having marital time with him again. Mm-hmm. After the that's set. all she would have to do. Yeah. Even getting the news that his, that she had a hand or her family had a hand in killing, uh, if she just like ah, that's I think that's the took off her dress. He'd yeah. be done, he'd be done. So wink at him with <laughs> that's her, the, yes. her eyelashes. That's the nice. Uh, that's the best theory that I think I would like to see happen because that is totally Cersei's style to be like poison people with information mm-hmm. and to turn people against each other. Mm-hmm. So I think that yeah, and that's something that we know is true that Lady Elena uh, did. Admit to it, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Did, did she? It was her and uh, her, her and Littlefinger. Littlefinger told Sansa that he had help, and then yeah, right. So I like that. I like that theory a lot. Uh, one other one. Um, well, I mean, tied into that is that uh, she could ask for aid from Littlefinger. Um, maybe she has something on him, and he brings rather than going to the north. He goes to King's Landing with the Knights of the Vale. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the case. Uh, me neither. I don't think so either. I think I we're going to see him at Winterfell. Yeah, I think yeah. the Knights of the Vale are destined for yep. one place. I mean, that's where Sir Robert Aaron was. Sweet know, Robin. Sweet Robin. <laughs> he was like, we got to help her. So yeah. that's where they're going to do. We should help her. Yeah. She's my cousin. Uh, so... The one theory I really like, and the one I'm going with, um, is that Gendry, remember Gendry? Gendry, Gendry, who is the bastard son of 
uh, Robert Baratheon, the Bold, the only true uh, son, Robert the Bold, the uh, kind of the the true heir to the throne at this point, since they killed off all the other bastards, the other nineteen or so that there was. Yeah. Um, even is above Tommen, I believe, in the the hierarchy, especially because Tommen's technically not even a Baratheon. Right. So she has found Tommen and plans to Gendry, uh, or yeah, she has found Gendry and plans to supplant. Tommen as king just to get her son back and uh, have a puppet a puppet king the other the other hang on I'm not done <laughs> the other thing here is uh, uh, this one I, I generally avoid things but this I like this theory so much I did a little, little digging uh, Cersei talks of a son that she had with Robert one that did not survive uh, dark hair and we never, we never, we never see this, see this child. Is it then also possible that he is not the bastard son of uh, Roberts and uh, Robert and some some broad, but the actual true heir of of the throne mm. to the throne between Cersei and Robert that he did live. I think if we see a previously on and Gendry's face shows up, you will that will, yeah. you will uh, come off as a genius, Mike. Yeah. Uh, I don't see that happening. I I do see Cersei being the kind of character that would say, you know, if she's going to have this trial, she's going to be like, well, if I'm going down, guess what? My the king is the son of incest and is no Baratheon, mm-hmm. and there now are no Baratheons around, so. Mm-hmm. What does that say? Like, who is technically in the next li- in line for a succession of the throne? Yeah. If she gets if she gets Gendry in there, she can pretty much do whatever she wants. I think. Yeah. Uh, if she really feels the need to do a trial by combat, Clegane goes back on the Clegane goal. Yeah. Uh, Clegane bowl back on the table. Uh, the thing sparrows is, out the door. If Gendry takes the throne, he doesn't have any reason to like. Has protect her. We well, it depends on his state of affairs right now. She tried to have him killed. Yeah, it's true. Uh, and if he is her, uh, really her son, she might have had the, might have tried to have him killed twice. <laughs> <laughs> once as a baby, and once as a I don't know how old he was, fifteen, sixteen. Well, uh, I won't say that. I think that's completely out off the table, but I think that's probably a pretty far away one. Yeah. I think Gendry's the wild card for the finale of the, or mm-hmm. the, the ending of the season. Like, is he, uh, is he still in the robo? Maybe he's just out there just yeah. rolling along stuff. Uh, maybe he's dead. We got a, a part, this, this theory is partly due to uh, AJ uh, DeLeon, who emailed, uh, emailed the podcast uh, and really got my, my gears turning uh, for this one. Um, and uh, AJ believes that Tommen is actually going to be killed by Cersei, which would open the door for Stannis to finally come back. Uh, so AJ has exposed himself as a Stannis truther, <laughs> uh, or more likely our boy Gendry. It would make sense for him to come back for several reasons. One, he would be the last person with Baratheon blood and have some sort of claim to the throne. Two, he was the skilled apprentice of the guy who most recently forged Valerian steel in a time where it is becoming more and more important. Uh, three, he would be the best-looking king with his shirt off. <laughs> so, I like the theory. 
the the theory in general of of, of Gendry coming back uh, at this particular moment in time does make sense. Of course, he could still be roaming out there, and we won't see him ever again. He is one of the few loose ends that we haven't seen come back. So, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I I want to be wowed by it. I don't see myself being wowed by that. I mean, it's kind of cool, but I don't see how it would work out in any way that benefits Cersei. Cool. All right. Uh, so let's move move on. Uh, start to wrap this up. Uh, looking ahead, we have the Battle of the Bastards. Bastard Bowl. 2016. Bastard mm-hmm. Bowl. 2016. Mm-hmm. Sunday. Dun, dun, dun. Sunday, <laughs> yeah. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Um, yeah, they tease like, uh, not everyone has to die. Yeah. <laughs> it could be one of us. He's got some funny if lines. I, if I die, don't bring me back this time. <laughs> yeah, they're turning in the Beatles. <laughs> don't bring me back this time, George. I've got better battles than this outside the yeah. wall. I am the walrus. Cuckoo, cuckoo. All right. Uh, so, what are uh, what are your thoughts about the upcoming basketball? Any any predictions? Prediction the first from me, if I may, um, is that the Knights of the Vale show up at the most. Perfect time uh, in in a very and I quote Lord of the Rings a lot in a very uh, two towers sort of sort of way where Aomir and the and the uh, Riders of Rohan uh, appear um, after just have after many of them were were thrown thrown aside and banished. I think that they will arrive just too late Ooh. Ooh. on purpose. Ooh. I think I think we'll see uh, Littlefinger hold them back and say, "Well, let's let them kill each other, and then we'll come in and clean up the rest." Because that's the way Littlefinger works, in my mind. Um, and risk Sansa being lost in the process. I don't think that's the case. I think I would disagree with that. I think he is going to show up as quickly as he can uh, to get back on her in her good graces. Well, he can also just like sneak around the back of the army and snap her up, like snag her up, and be like, "Oh, look, we're here to rescue you. The battle's going poorly, but don't worry, we'll you know we'll finish them." Yeah. After watching all the wildlings get slaughtered, uh, just because Littlefinger's a bastard, and he will play it the way where he seems like the hero, but he really, you know, once again, Littlefinger is a bastard. Fucked her over. or is like he... a like a like a prick? Okay. Because if he was a bastard also, that's a lot of bastards for one, <laughs> for one battle. One bowl. Yeah. Bastards bowl. Uh, RJ, any thoughts g- going into uh, the battle? Well, that's an interesting theory, especially as it relates to how little, Littlefinger operates. Like, that is something slimy he would do. Is like, he's there for appearances, so he kind of looks good. But, I mean, do and you... He's s- got this nice, fresh army that right. can just... Take over anybody that's left. Yeah, did sure. we get a number on the the Knights of the Vale? How many, how many they were? How many men they were strong? No, but it, they are talking. They got to be at least five thousand. Yeah. Didn't, didn't he say? He said it to Sansa though. He, did, he said, "I have this many men for you." Maybe. I thought it was like twelve thousand. Wow. But sure. I don't know. Even better. Couldn't remember. Um, so, do you still have then? Who do you have winning that battle then? If if that were to happen and the the Vale don't really save. John and the Wildlings. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think John's going to survive. The way I see it, because he, he asks for like a trial by like a one on one. What do you call it? Like a battle of champions to decide. You know that these you know the armies don't fight. 
Ramsey's gonna pull some fucking dirty ass Bolton shit on him. He, he might like have him. He might get a, a champion for himself to fight John, who's a dirty, you know, dirty sneak thief. And then they're still gonna fight the the battle anyway, even <laughs> if John, John wins. Choose them. one one. Yeah, right. yeah, my champion. Yeah. This <laughs> yeah. sequoia tree. Yeah, he throws a bunch of leaves off of him. He's just been <laughs> hiding under. Uh, yeah, I see some shady shit going down like that because we do have that moment teased to us that Ramsey and John are going to be like face to face, like, "Oh, hello, bastard! Hello, hello, bastard!" Yeah. Um, and he's going to be like, "I have your brother. I'll kill him if you don't surrender right now." That kind of thing. So I don't know. He might present him with a finger, a little Rickon finger. Yeah, right. Um, I just see, like, I, I, we're going to have the battle, but there's going to be some shady shit that goes down beforehand. Yeah, sure. And then I think we're going to see um, Littlefinger swoop in at the end. And, like, while the Wildlings are losing badly, he comes in and saves the day, finger quotes. And maybe just kind of like, well, we have more men than you, so we're going to do what we want kind of thing. Okay. Uh... Again, I, I, I don't think that he is going to be at least immediately opportunist. He may have a longer – I think his, his, his picture is, is much bigger, um, although this could be part of his big picture for sure. Um, I think he's going to just come in, save the day at the perfect time. Um, of course, that again is a very rosy – Rosy uh, outlook. It's too nice. It it's is. too nice for a little It Peter. is, for sure. Um, RJ? It's too nice for, uh, for Peter, and also um, I think Rickon is going to die. I think there will be some type of negotiation um, between John and Ramsay. I think Ramsay will back out of it, which will lead to Rickon, uh, Rickon's death. Um because the Starks have been having a relatively good season so far, yeah. you know. Have <laughs> two games. So uh, they've had their ups and downs this season for sure. Uh, he's gonna like he's gonna like hang Rickon from the wall of Winterfell or uh, or flay him. Uh, Probably that. So Ooh. yeah. So I think Rickon is uh, kind of not making it out of this uh, this episode. I, 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 I'm probably with that. Um, what about Ramsay? Do you think Ramsay is going to live through this episode? <sighs> That's a good question. I, I hope he does in the way that Stannis lived through the battle, and then somebody comes and finishes him off. And I hope it's Sansa. Yeah. I hope he lives in general because he's such a good villain. Oh God! And if he, if the Stark army slash Vale slash Wildlings slash Horn Dogs, whatever the way the Horn, what are the Horn Hornwoods? Uh, <laughs> slash uh, horn dogs. the Mormonts. Yeah. Uh, lose this and Ramsey lives I'm going to be very 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 disappointed so if you're listening uh, in the past before you film this don't make that the case mm. alright mm. uh, so standout star time who was your standout star for episode 9 Battle of the Bastards Kevin Dormund mm, <laughs> Giants Bane. Can't wait to see him do some amazing, crazy shit. That's not who I thought you were going to say. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, because the real standout star. I mean, that's my deep. That's my second. Because everyone knows that the real standout star of every episode, even the ones that he's not in, is 
Davos motherfucking Seaworth. <laughs> the Onion Knight. Oh, he's the man. Do you see how much of the man he's been this yeah. season? He's yeah. the fucking man. He's gonna he's gonna rally the troops. It's gonna be great. And I think him and Tormund are gonna have a little back to back fighting scene. And I'm gonna cream my jeans. <laughs> and make no mistake, the dead are coming. Yeah. Um, what are the odds? What are the odds the the White Walkers show up to this battle? I think it's too soon. I think well, they would have to have busted through the wall, right? Right. Um, yeah, we, we haven't even seen which we'll Brand. probably see, which we will probably see. I think that's yeah. episode ten. Yeah, I think Brand like runs through the, the gates, and you know the wall shakes and starts to crumble, and that's kind of how we that's how we leave our season. But yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. RJ, standout star. I'm torn. I was gonna pick. Uh, Peter Baelish until you got in my head about how the slimy <laughs> thing he's going to do. Mm. So I'll say Jon Snow. Uh, he leads his army. Uh, whether or not Bolt Ramsey dies, I do think that they defeat uh, the Bolton forces and uh, Jon becomes uh, King of the North. Cool. Um, I like all of those because they're on the side that I hope wins. Um, my standout star is uh, Sansa Stark. Mm. I think she's going to do a lot of badass shit. Uh, I, I hope that she is the, the final the final blow for uh, what you're shaking your head. No, Kevin? Oh, she's already... She's, I think she's going to be the, the downfall of them, honestly, if, if there is one, because she's withheld the information from John. Yeah. So he's not going to expect Peter Baelish. He's not going to know that he's a... Scumbag. Yeah, and there's no real reason for her to withhold that information. Yeah, it's to weird. Me. Um, it's it, it is a little odd, so I can understand there being some further down the road uh, repercussions. Um, but for now, I'm I'm going to stick by it. Uh, Sansa Stark, Lady Sansa, uh, is our uh, is is my pick for standout star. Um, yeah, I wonder if Brienne will make it back. Well, I guess that's. She just, you know, takes a warp whistle and goes... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. People, right. people who leave in rowboats don't necessarily have a good chance. Sometimes we never see, never them, see again. them again. Yeah, if they don't get it, yeah. If they, if they just walk, yeah. they no. might as well fly. No, I think Brienne gets picked up by someone. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. All right. With all that last... That will, that will do it. Uh, again... Please go to iTunes, rank, review the podcast, and we're going to pick one winner to win that $25 Game of Thrones merchandise pot, because uh, it may be several things. Uh, and there is also the possibility that you can pick if you have uh, if you have everything, I guess, uh, and you won three, at least three original pieces of fan fiction, Game of Thrones-related fan fiction from the SRM crew, uh, then that is also an option to you. Go to watercooler.com. W-O-O-D-E-R-C-O-O-L-E-R.com slash SRM podcast for this podcast as well as different articles and things like that. Uh, Kevin, you have anything coming up you'd like to plug? Uh, there might be the makings of a Beardo show Ooh. on Wednesday, um, which is next week, whatever date. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, what's today? The uh, 15th? Sure. 16th? Yeah. It's next Wednesday. Um, Today's the 14th. And then first Friday of every month, we have Double Play, which is Triple Double and Playback, two really awesome improv groups. Uh, all at the Adrian Theater, within the Adrian Theater at 2030 Sansom Street. Mm-hmm. RJ, you got anything? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter, at Philly Bob Payne. Um, check out my blog, which is BlondeMenace.com, B-L-O-N-D. 
and uh, writing a sports-themed uh, sketch show, which we will be putting on here at FIT at the Adrian Theater uh, August 11th and awesome. 12th. Great. Nice. Uh, that'll do it for us. We will be back covering uh, Battle of the Bastards, Game of Thrones, uh, Season 6, Episode 9, on Sunday night, immediately following the show. So if you have anything you want to say, tweet at us at SRM Podcast or SRM Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you both. Bye. Bye. Bye.